at one time that you help uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the jobs, you help people, something about making the, 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 the job more human, more, what was it? Like, it was interesting. So it's, it's what I call bringing the personality back to yes. the business. Bringing right. the personality back to the business. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah. what, does that, what does that mean? Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because when, when I start to really engage with people in the corporate world, what happens is that there is that kind of positioning mm-hmm. um, or a, a persona that shows up or that needs to show up. And uh, one of the things that uh, when I work with my clients, um, I talk about is that we're the same human being mm-hmm. that shows up at work and shows up in your so really bringing the personality back to the business is looking at what are the qualities, what are the traits, what are the strengths, um, the passions that you have as a person that you can also utilize in the workplace to make the workplace alive for you again. But they keep saying that in the workplace, keep it professional. When you write email, keep it professional. Don't let your emotions involve. You know, like I'm an emotional person. Sometimes, like when I send an email to people because... I sort of understand where they're coming from, whether it's a client or a supplier or whatever it is. I try to put some emotions in it, you know, because on messaging and emails and WhatsApp and all this, there's no emotions really. So sometimes saying, uh, let's say, writing in block letters sounds rude, yeah. you know, and sometimes just the caps lock could be up. So how is that? I mean, is it is this a new sort of trend that it should bring more personality and emotion really mm. compared to what we used to know, keep it professional and just be, you know, yeah. so. One of the things that I uh, really believe in is that uh, humans are emotional beings, mm. right? And that's really our uh, edge, that's that what differentiates You said emotions are energy in In motion, motion. right? Yeah. yeah. So emotions are energy in motion and, okay. and it's really important to Consider emotions, one of the things or a belief that is created is that emotions are not professional. There's that kind of belief being held. And that's, you know, scholars and and, um, research has shown that actually 80% of the reason why some leaders are more successful than others is because of their emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is the ability to actually use your emotions in a way that I know myself, I know who I am, I know my strengths, I know the areas um, that I also need to develop. Yeah, And I know how to motivate myself. And I know how to use that in a social setting in order to be a, um, a better leader, a better influencer, um, a better person. So actually that's where emotional intelligence lives. And how can I have you, sorry, empathy? But it's quite a challenge for the people who are, let's say, have, let's say, slightly challenges in controlling their emotions because mm-hmm. someone could just write an email to his boss and just put all his emotions out. Yeah. I think it's about having your emotions sort of work for you in the workplace, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay. Checked in. Checked in. Right? And, and, and knowing how to use that as energy that will support you and motivate you in order to know what's the next step for you. Talk and to use it in a social setup. I mean, a... How do you guys know that it's been working? 
Like when you apply it to companies mm. and you do that, mm. you know, like uh, executive coaching. Mm. How do you know that this is working? Is there any statistics? Are there any studies that mm. actually doing that, let's say the past five or 10 years has brought uh, more results, more uh, better working environments than let's say the previous 10 years Absolutely. or something? Is there any, any, yeah. any numbers, yeah. any statistics? Uh, there's a lot of numbers and statistics, absolutely. And we talk, we talk about um, KPIs and ROIs or return on investment when mm. we talk about um, corporate coaching. Um, and um, there are different ways to measure. Right, we need to measure mm -hmm. our results. Like everything, right? When you go to the gym, you want to measure how, how you're doing. Absolutely. It's the same thing in, in the Absolutely. corporate. And one of the ways we measure that is, is what we call maybe a 360, which is a feedback or feed forward from the people mm -hmm. you work with. It could be from an assessment online. Um, and one of the things that has um, constantly been showing up is that the return on investment when, when someone invests in themselves personally and mm. professionally with coaching is actually uh, has a direct link with their performance. Okay. And when your performance is, is, uh, is increased or maybe mm. uh, showing up better, your, your results, results financially happen. will yeah. impact the organization. Is it rewarded? Positively, absolutely. Okay. So there are those kind of return on investment otherwise. Okay, so, okay. Now, regarding the workplace, regarding jobs, you know, like, okay, I want to touch on a few points. One point is that concept that we all sort of uh, are taught that, you know what? Uh, finish your school, finish university, get a job. Yes. You need a job, get a job. Mm. You know, I think that's been changing the past, I don't know, uh, decade or two that the startups, the entrepreneurship and all that. But there's still the mindset of, I need a job, I need a job. And especially with what's going on in the world and the situations, people, let's say, get, I mean, I understand we have to pay our bills at the end of the day, you know, so. Uh, it's easy for one person to say something that he's not living that experience of someone else. But that mindset about, okay, I need a job, I can't. Or people who get into depression after losing a job. I mean, why, are, why is there a misconception, I would say, or a, or a wrong understanding that a job dictates who you are, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. and like something I've listened to, like, I don't know, a long time ago by Jim Rohn, he said, you work hard on yourself, you work hard on your job, you make a living. You work hard on yourself, you make a fortune, mm. you know? But still, do you see that in, in the world around us, that people are so tied up to the job, they feel that the job dictates who they are? Mm. And I like the word dictate. Um, I think what, as you're talking, you know, I, I could see the, the people around us and how we define ourselves through the different roles that we do. And, and we call those the roles because some of the roles, we have the executive role that we play in our mm. life, right? And that could be the job that we do. Uh, that also could be the, the role that we take. So for, for women, sometimes it could be also being a mom. That's also mm. an executive role that we that Absolutely. So all of those are external roles. And those roles, we play into it sometimes in a way um, that defines us and defines who we are. And uh, I think the challenge is to actually 
not just get stuck with those executive roles, but also look internally to an internal mm-hmm. role. Who am I as a human being? What's important to me? What are my traits? Um, and so, so some of the things that might show up is I'm, I'm creative, right? Mm-hmm. Or I, um, uh, I am um, a great communicator. Um, so really kind of define that inner role in addition to the executive role that we play. Because we don't play one executive role, we could play different executive roles. Um, And it's important to, I think, where you're pointing is to not only define ourselves through that executive role, but also look at what potential is there if we look at the different aspects of Mm -hmm. ourselves that are available to us that will open up other roles in our world. And that's really, really important to have access but to. But don't, I mean, a lot of people don't see that. Absolutely. I mean, they see, let's say, being a brother or a father or a mother or a sister or an uncle. They see that it's like, okay, this is uh, brought on out of their control, but they don't see that as a, as a role. role yeah. Their role for them is yeah. their job. Yeah. And the moment they don't have a job or they lose a job, they're like, like I'm done. And they don't... We've all been there when we yes. lose our jobs and we feel like the world's yeah. gonna just crash on our head yeah. and all that. So we know that feeling and it's okay to be to be scared. I mean, it's part of living. But what sort of disturbs me is that we just are attached so much to something called job that we're unable to take risks to... to I mean, I understand what you're saying about roles and besides a job, but I'm saying like... Like one thing interesting in the movie for George Clooney in Up in the Air that when people are devastated when they are fired, he told one guy who was I think was in his 50s or something, what did you want to be when you were a kid? I forgot what did that guy say that he wanted. Then George Clooney in the movie asked him, how much did they pay you to give up on your dreams? Mm. You know? But it's interesting, again, I don't want to sound like on the sort of the, there is a progress because I'm seeing more people who are stepping into entrepreneurial. Yes, and yeah. I'm seeing people when they're left, I mean, when they're fired or there's downsizing in the company mm-hmm. or whatever, that they're actually take, taking this as an opportunity mm-hmm. to look back and what do I enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. What am I passionate about? And they're digging into things they've sort of shelved for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, they face that, uh, uh, you know, that sort of, I don't want to say bullying, but that you really want to be a musician at 45? Do you really want to be a, a... But there's a lot of people that change from being in the, in the low business to being uh, whether a chef or a singer. And so I'm, I appreciate that, that change. That is going on. So what can we do yeah. to improve that? So yeah, I think. What should I, people know? I, I think. I think one of the things that you're pointing to is that there is more um, openness or acceptance for people to really explore uh, what else is possible other than just the job. I mean, exactly. when I stepped into coaching, uh, I, I, I started my journey in 2008. But I remember before I stepped into coaching. Coaching as an executive coach or, or as a profession by itself didn't exist. Didn't exist. So actually, mm-hmm. a lot of professions have not existed and are actually existing now. And in the next 20 years, we're going to see new professions existing and coming alive mm-hmm. and surfacing, especially um, now that we're going through this pandemic that we're going through. One of the things I really like to think of is that this pandemic 
has not been an initiator to anything, but rather an accelerator to what the world is wanting to happen. It's just accelerating it faster. and faster. It's not initiating anything that wasn't there. And more people are appreciating their life actually when they're seeing what's going on with other people Absolutely. and people who are, let's say, unfortunately dying at a young age. I'm seeing other people that are appreciating that, you know what, yeah. maybe we just should slow down, maybe we should appreciate yeah. that. And, and in addition to that, it also is, is allowing us to start to look at what else is possible, right? Because a lot of the jobs that have been there are shifting and, and transforming and, and looking different. Mm. And, and even, I mean, both of us are parents, me and you, yeah, and, and we know that our kids now, what used to work for us doesn't work, doesn't for, work them. for them. Absolutely. Yeah, because the jobs that they're going to be doing as well are not going to be maybe available. So True. go and study engineering might not be available for him in 20, 20 years. years. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so it's really important to start to, I think the the kind of invitation here for, for all of us is to not define ourselves with, with what we do, but rather with who we, are. who we are. Because who we are will always allow us to expand our range. So really take a, um, a kind of a pause where you start to really look at what's important to me as a human being? Who am I? What do I want? And what mm -hmm. excites me? Those three questions. But isn't it easier said to uh, easier said than done. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and yeah. say that this yeah. is what yeah. a person should do. But how do you deal with that emotions when someone comes to yeah. you and tells you, listen, Banana, yeah. I have kids, I have school, I have this, I've been fired, it's been one year yeah. that I'm out of job. I mean, how do we put it into practice in real life yeah. and with more people losing their jobs or people, companies downside, yeah. how do we approach this humane side and yeah. the... Uh, like, I don't want to say, the actual problems that people face. How can you tell someone, okay, go figure out what you want. When you find out what you want, work on it. So this is Yeah, I, don't, I don't do that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I coaches don't do that. But thank you for pointing this, because you're pointing towards, you know, our basic human needs. Exactly. Safety and security and home and, and, and shelter is, is a basic human need. So unless I have that, I cannot think of, of what do I want and not excitement as I have my basic human need in place. Mm. So it's really important to be pragmatic also in the way that we approach things. Um, so how am I bringing safety and security into my life right now? Because that's the main priority. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. And then after I get that in place, I can start to look at the other areas that I want to build towards. So pragmatically speaking, it's really important to have um, kind of the, the, the ground condition okay. for me as a human being to be able to, to, to really, I don't want to say survive, but rather have enough for me, my family, to have food and shelter, basic human needs, right? Safety and security. Priority. This Priority. Is That's the number one. Be it a job. So either be it a job or an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, creative be, consultant. It doesn't have to be a perfect job, really. Just at the beginning, at least until. Yeah, and and that's where you talked about risk, right? And that's that's maybe where we talk about you know what traits do you have that will allow you to explore, mm. right? So what's that explorer part of you that will allow you to see what else is possible? Exactly. Because you could be in the insurance industry. You're not an the insurance. 
It's not the label. You're it's not being labeled. Label, exactly. Yeah. There are other ways that you can use your knowledge and skills because you don't want to throw those away. You have um, your backpack of experience, your 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 skill sets that you want to use and bring that alive in a creative way. So, what other ways can you bring that? In addition to a job. In addition to a job. Yeah. So it could be a consultancy or it could be um, kind of a freelance uh, role. And that's Here's where entrepreneurship comes in. We're out. trying to break the stereotypes because there is still that stereotypes about part-time job or consultancy. Yeah. Like sometimes when I tell people, do you think about being a consultant? Mm. It's like a consultant is like this something huge yeah. that they think they weren't born for. It's yeah. like when you bring somebody from, you know, from the other side of the world, yeah. he's a consultant. Yeah. So people, in a way, have lack of confidence, maybe misconception yeah. uh, about uh, consultant. I should, I, you've been working in this business, for instance, for the past uh, 20 years in marketing, media, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Why can't you be a consultant? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to be a consultant for, for instance, Microsoft at the beginning, though you could. You could start with the smaller companies, the companies that are starting up today, and you have 15, 20 years of experience in that specific field. What's wrong with offering them? So I think there's a stereotype yeah. that about part-time consultancy, uh, freelancing, and all this, yeah. you know, that is, I think, changing, but it's still, it's, it's still there. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I do with my... Um... Uh, clients, when I sit with them, I ask them, what's your dream? <laughs> Do they know? It's really interesting because it's a, it's, it's a space where people start to access um, what's important to them. Absolutely. So, so what's your dream? And when, once we start to think of what's the dream, you start to really understand, oh, if these are the things I want to create, What's one thing I can do today that will take me closer to that dream? And then what's the other next thing that I can do that will take me closer to that dream? And if being in a job will help me access that, then great. So be it. <laughs> so be it. And if not, what else is available for me? What's one step I can take today that will take me closer to that? And that's your wide, important goal that you want to hold for yourself. We call it the wig. Right? That's your wide important goal. And once you hold that clear, yeah, you start to, to find ways to become creative in order to access mm. and go to that. Achieve these things. Achieve the, these things. Um, uh, I personally work, I mean, I'm, I'm a coach, but I also have my coach, right? And um, I had a conversation yesterday uh, with her, um, and uh, we, we, one of the things that uh, I personally like to explore constantly is what is it that I want to create for myself every day? Yeah, it's not a goal, but what is it that I want to create for myself every day that motivates me, mm. to, that keeps me going? Like uh, your, your, the, uh, the girls or the engine. The engine, the battery, absolutely. And, and, and the invitation to all of us is to, to notice when, I, when you wake up in the morning, what's that one thing that you want to um, make sure that you have that will take you closer to creating that? I think the younger generations are more, uh, I mean, 
everyone could be adaptable. So I think the younger generations, the ones that are coming out of college now, have a more acceptance to these things than, let's say, other generations. Absolutely. That, yeah. hey, okay, like today is not promised to me, you know, or the future, or tomorrow, I mean, is not promised. What can I do today, or what I, how can I make the best out of my day? Because everybody is living in a way, in a sense that life is guaranteed, Yeah. you know? So what's, okay, tomorrow, fine, yeah, yeah. it's Friday. So and, and that's where we talk about the discipline. What disciplines do I need to bring into my life to create what is it that I want to create? So start with thinking, you know, what's your dream? And then after you start to, to kind of really create things around And it's okay not clarity. to have a dream. Absolutely. It's, 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 and it's, it's okay, okay to actually have more than one dream. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It's okay. Like, and sometimes yeah. people ask me, and it's okay. I've been in the stages when I don't know. Yeah. And it changes because we change. we change as well. Absolutely. We get wiser. We might see, but let's say the dream is a bit unrealistic. Yeah. You know. But uh, I, I I totally agree that. What is your dream? Yeah. What's your dream? And then start to really kind of bring it down. You start to look at the big picture and you start to really look at yourself today and create the journey, create that path that allows you to reach there. And by the way, there is no promise to actually reach there, but, yeah? but there is now you're closer to something that you want to create like for yourself. It's like saying, think with the end of mind. You know, which is yeah. a big part of the seven yeah. habits. Absolutely. Think yeah. of the end start of with the end in mind. And where do you want to come back? And then you start. And again, we're, we're not saying this is easy, but yeah. we're saying that at least one should try. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where the conversations with, with uh, a mentor, um, a coach comes in, right? Because that's where you give yourself full permission to explore. There is no right or wrong, but there is access to that. Uh, potential for you to maximize your potential professionally and personally to see what else is possible for you. When you're saying a mentor or you know a coach, I mean, are they easily accessible and available nowadays? I mean, are they are there a lot of these people? I always looked for a mentor when I was when I started my yeah. you know in my twenties, but mm -hmm. I really found I mean it's really difficult. Like the ones that you would say are mentors are don't have time for you, like they're in another, yeah, another world, absolutely. you know, but is there more access to these people? That's I, I think people have now identified um, that um, stepping into mentoring is actually giving back as part of the community um, and, and serving mm. the, the community. So um, in terms of mentoring, depending on the industry, it's becoming more available. People are more um, aware and knowledgeable about the need for that. Um, in terms of coaching, I mean, currently where we are living in this time and age, absolutely there's a, a lot of coaches um, as a profession as a that profession. you can access. So what's the difference between... Coaching and mentoring. Yes. Yes. So, so everybody's going to ask, like, what's, yeah, the, what's, the, what's the difference? What's the difference? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, coaching is, is really um, a relationship between the coach and the client where mm -hmm. uh, you go through a thought-provoking and creative process to maximize that person's potential, personally or, or uh, mm -hmm. professionally. So that's, uh, and it's a, it's a service where you actually pay 
um, and, and it's a relationship where you, you want to go from point A to point B. And the coach is your partner walking with you. A mentor is different. It's a different hat that, uh, that is there. And the mentor uh, doesn't have to be a paid service, although it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mentor is someone who uh, actually has done this before. Yeah, so he has the, the professional experience. The coach doesn't have to have done that before. Okay. Yeah. So the mentor is someone who is within that industry, who has the professional experience, who has done this before. He knows he has the knowledge and the skill set okay. to support you. And there is more telling in the relationship between the mentor and a, and a, and a mentee. So it, it looks like this. The mentor exactly. is, is teaching. I feel like a mentor always has like this or the mentee always has this sort of emotional connection with the yeah. mentor because the mentor comes from a place of perhaps trust, comfort. I'm not saying coaches are not, but yeah, yeah. I'm saying coaches at the end of the day, I mean, it's more, I don't want to say scientific, but it's more like, okay, what's the plan? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a process. It's, it's a process. It's a process. Mentor, I think it's more generic in the sense yeah. that here is my experience. Yes. Here is what I think you should do. Yes. Here is there's advice, there's telling, there is uh, so I almost feel there is like this emotional relation between both. You know, the mentor, you know, I wish I mean going back, I still say to now, I wish like I had a mentor, but sometimes when things are not available to you, the best person or the best mentor could be you yourself. When you when you're unable to find solution to the problem, yeah. sometimes the solution is just within you. Yeah. you know? It's always within you, by the way. The solution is always Yeah, the mentor doesn't tell you. Yeah. 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 It just helps you find the, the yeah. solution. And, and access that inner wisdom that lives within you. And the coach does the same. So the, the, the coach or the mentor will both allow you to access that inner wisdom. That part of you that we you, you can call it your 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 leader within, you can call it your 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 captain, your lighthouse. But that mm. part of you that has the wisdom that you trust. And you can think back in time where you have to access that for yourself and take a, a decision or a risk that you're like, I don't understand how I did that, but I know, I, know. I have a knowing. Like go with your gut feeling, yeah. There, it, it, yeah, but there's that wisdom uh, that lives within all of us. Um, having a mentor or a coach will allow you to access that wisdom and listen to it. Mm. And the, the only difference between a coach and a mentor is, as you said, that the, the, the relationship is that the mentor is, is more teaching and he has experience. And yes, there's that, uh, probably also that emotional um, relationship. It's also there with the coach and coachee. Um, and the difference is, if I'm using my hands, they're walking together, together. side to side. Yeah, so there's that partnership. Mm. Um, it's a, it's kind of, a, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but rather let me walk next to next you to and, and support you in, in the mm-hmm. journey. Okay. Um, so that's the difference. Um, okay, so back you said, let's say like 15 or years ago so coaching was still new or didn't even exist yeah. at that time it was, it was interesting that i've seen let's say uh, personal coaches and it was interesting when i met you that you are a an executive coach so w- why isn't there anything let's say for uh, let's say stu- st- students let's say i know there's somehow but let's say 
besides the teachers, you know, why isn't there, I mean, when I say school, let's say even school for high school kids, or even, let's say, before going to college. Like, I always say that uh, I don't want to go into schools and the end. And the system. And the system. <laughs> but I always say that the schools don't prepare us, like, they've been unfair to us. Yeah. It's, it's actually, sense, it's not the school, it's the whole education system. The whole education system, let me put it that way. Yeah. They, they've been unfair to us. I would have wanted to learn, let's say, about uh, success, about business, about relationships, about all these things before I, they just like throw us out over there, you know, out there and tell us, okay, here is your degree, yeah. enjoy the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. What, what, what should I do? You know, like, I think the education system has been unfair to us. I agree. You know, yeah. I mean, it's hard to change the whole education system, but I've heard, I've heard more now than before that why should somebody spend 15, 14 or 20 years studying when all the information available? I mean, that's a discussion for another time. But my point is, like, I wish in school, in high school, before they sent me out to college, university, they told me or they gave me classes about, for instance, life, life 101, life for dummies, I don't care. You know, success, you know, happiness 101. Yeah. Why didn't they teach me that? Yeah. Why didn't they teach us that? Yeah. What's your, what's your, I mean, um, what's your thought on this? So my thought is, um, I mean, you it's just me or actually, actually like, people that feel the same way in the sense that... And I'm, I'm loving how passionate you are about that coming from. Because I didn't <laughs> mean, like, I really wanted that, honestly, like when I, when I lived through my 20s and 25 or 26, yes, you have your parents, you have people to advise you, but they advise you from your own experience. Yeah. With time, things should develop, so yeah. things should progress, so things should become more... Yeah, you know, now if I go and become a teacher, now I know, or open a school, for instance, I know what I want to give people. Maybe I'm not going to be able to change the education system, but at least I'll have once in a, once in a time, let's say, bring people, let's say, like you, or bring people, let's say, that, let's say, are uh, mentors, and have them speak to yeah. uh, uh, the 12th graders before they graduate. Yeah. And, and this is available in schools. I mean, this is something that's already being applied in a lot of schools. I mean, we're, we're very lucky to live in the UAE and, and Dubai, where, where this kind of uh, mindset is there. And uh, a, a really important mindset is that we're lifelong learners. Yeah, so it actually doesn't stop there. Mm. It's we're lifelong learners. And that's Absolutely. why there are coaches and mentors throughout your life as a human being. Um, and where you're pointing to is the niche. What are the different niches that are available in the coaching industry or maybe in the mentoring industry? And um, when we start to look at the niche um, uh, or the specialties, um, there are people who work with teenagers. There are um, courses that are now more than before trying to... No, yeah, like the past, I don't know, five, ten years. Five, ten years, yeah. That are actually, uh, have identified the need to, to actually open up uh, the life skills. And we call it life skills because these are the things, the skills that you need in your backpack to help you in your uh, journey. Because life is a journey, it's not just Absolutely. a destination, right? And it doesn't end when you finish high school or university. That's actually where it starts. And, and that's the shift in the mindset. So there are uh, many people who work with uh, teenagers, many people who work with students um, that are actually specialized in, um, in coaching um, those it, life skills. Are you seeing it more than before? Absolutely. Now? Are you seeing it 
growing yeah. more. Yeah, and it's I mean this is as you said this is kind of a, a topic by yeah a topic by it's itself. Worldwide. It's worldwide. I mean, and, it's and I think the invitation here is what is my role as a parent? How can I as a parent start to open up that for my kids given the situation mm. that we're at? What skills would I like? What conversations would I like to have with my um, children or maybe the people around me? Because also parenting needs to change. It's not only the, the education system, but also the way we parent. Absolutely. So how do we parent? Leaders in organization need to change. How do we lead? So it, it's really starting to look at the, the, the change that, that wants to happen in all the, the systems that we're part of, be it the education, or the family system, or the corporate system. So we're all responsible. We're all responsible. As parents, as uh, we're all responsible. Everyone is a is a is a leader, like and everyone is responsible for like, their world. I, I like that. Yeah, and like and in Arabic, kulukum Everyone is a leader. And if I step more in my life from that place, I start to be proactive in the way that I address, approach, interact, and live through the life I'm at and living. So there's a need to acknowledge that we live in uncertain times. And what used to work before is, is not necessarily going to work in the future for us, exactly. right? So there is, there is this, uh, the Marshall Goldsmith famous quote and, and a book wow. name that he says, what got you here won't take you there. Okay. So when we start to look at, um, so, so now what? Exactly, because that is a real problem. It's uncertain. So the problem is we live in uncertain times and what got you here won't take you there. So there is a need now as a lifelong learner to bring all of your strengths and face all of the areas, your blind spots that are there in order for you to become the best version of yourself. And that requires communicating with the people that inspire you. Talk to people, don't hide alone and, uh, and just feel stressed and, and overwhelmed, but rather know that as human beings, we go through experiences and we actually experience whatever we're going through, through our emotions. So mm. connect with people, connect with a coach, a mentor, a friend, friend, a trusted person, someone in your life that you can talk to, open up. Because the more you, you are able to communicate and articulate what's happening with you, the more access you have to your creativity. And it's okay to feel like Terrible. Like, I remember a friend told me this like 20 years ago. He, I told him, okay, but I feel bad. I feel terrible. I don't, he told me, you know what? Go out and have that feeling, but just go out. That's don't, how we experience our life. Don't yes. sit in a, in a in small, a small and just, just go out. Absolutely. It's okay to feel bad. Yeah. Just go out. You never know who you meet. Uh, there, I think there are certain things that still work, you know? Even during these times, for people who have that physical ability, go train. I yeah. mean, go for a walk. Uh, do go uh, get in touch with the people you've lost touch with. Not yeah. just to ask them for favors, yeah. but just like open up. Like 
this is something another uh, life coach told me. Don't look through a keyhole. Yes. You know, like zoom out, zoom, zoom out. out. Things Absolutely. are bad. I mean, I mean, I don't have the answers. Honestly, let's be let's be frank. I mean, no has. everybody has different. And this is unprecedented times. You know, so people who are lost their jobs and have families and have kids. I mean, we are parents, so we know how difficult that is. You know, I was in a place earlier when my father, when I was, I had a company and things went south and my father, so I had that sort of uh, experience. experience with yeah. that. So, yeah. uh, so we know the feeling of being parent and taking care of the kids, how difficult that is. So yeah. we, we... Uh, and think, having uncertainty. Yes, I think just to to round out that we don't have the answer. No one does. Yeah. You know, we just have few tips that sort of could help or could work during this. And you never know when you expand and get out of that sort of small corner you're stuck or that bed or that you never know who you'll meet. Mm-hmm. Like during my last I don't know few the other day I went and through my trainer, he introduced me to his one of his clients. She's into hiking. She introduced me to some her friend who's also into hiking and even more races and, and, and all that. So I'm like, whoa. Expand. Expand. Ex- expand the, you know? Yeah. The potential of what's available for you and, yeah. and what is possible as and, well. Yeah. And keep, like, you know, hanging there yeah. during these times. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's a process that takes takes its time, yeah. you know, but I mean, there isn't really an answer that could work for everybody or for somebody even, you know, we don't Absolutely. have the answer, no one, no one, no one does. Yeah. One of the things that, um, that I think is, is important is that we're not alone in all of this, we're all going through this. And um, the ability to wake up every morning and, and keep on going is important. That's the discipline, to keep on going and really trusting that as we're going through this, you you need to show up in your best version, your best self, in order to to really create. Um, We're not victims of of the situation, but rather we can create from the situation. Life doesn't happen to us, life happens for us. And that's the shift that we need to bring. I think there's a lesson somewhere, somehow, out yeah. of all this. Yeah. But I think also, like, to, just to uh, catch up on something you said, like, as much as possible, think outside the box. Like, a friend of mine has been out of job for the past three, four years. He's a sweet guy. He has two kids. Uh, uh, he's really suffering. So I told them yesterday when I chatted with them, I told them, okay, you know what? Why don't we just try to stand out of it. How many people are looking for jobs? Do you think of these numbers? Okay. I told them, do you know that on LinkedIn uh, a year or so back, a football club wanted, I think, a defender or a left back or a center back, and they put an ad on LinkedIn. It was an ad or a some sort of a post saying, who are you looking? And this is a professional club. I don't know, in Germany or in England, was it? And they actually had someone can you imagine, like, in LinkedIn, somebody hires for a football club? And I think I saw, I saw a reverse also, when somebody, a player, was looking for a club, and I think he posted on Instagram, or I'm not sure, on LinkedIn, and he told me, 
you know, I never thought about that. <laughs> that was really a great idea. And he's working on it. Yeah. I don't know how he's gonna do yeah. it, you know, considering the but like try as much as possible to go to areas that you are uncomfortable with yeah. and try. And, and and where you're pointing is find your competitive edge. Find what is that make you different from the rest, exactly. what makes you stand out. And that is not being the HR person or the engineer, but rather what qualities do you have that will really allow you to use your skills and knowledge? That's your competitive edge. And then you start to use it in ways that might not be conventional, but yet needed in the world that we're living in. Again, uncertain world, different ways of working. Absolutely. So Magnus is doing the same thing and expecting different results, right, Einstein? And what we want to start to say is, actually, we need to do things differently. And, and that's the invitation. And I, I, for, for people to start to do things differently, they need to change the way they think. Exactly. And, exactly. and drop the baggage, drop the baggage, drop the baggage. The baggage could be our beliefs around something, our limitations, our boundaries, our boxes. And again, easy said than done. We can't do that in five minutes. <laughs> and yet it's really important to identify those baggages, drop them, have conversations with the people that inspire you. I have done that before, mentors. And really start to find your competitive edge.